When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, it's me, Victoria, your DM. It is part one of the season one finale. Holy smokes. Seriously, how did we get here already? What a year. Well, not not even a year. It's, it's 11 months today. Well, when I'm recording this, it is the 21st of September. So it's, yeah, 11 months today. Holy smokes. We, we've only been doing this for 11 months y'all and you, you you're all just so wonderful so thank you so much because your posts on social media your use of the broad squad hashtag and just telling your friends about our show have been instrumental in in us getting this far so thank you we love you you're amazing thank you so much you have made us very very happy and speaking of happy, I am happy to announce that we have some lovely, lovely guests who are playing some cameos, returning as some familiar characters. We have Christine Chesters of Heroes of the Hydean Way, Jeremy Alexa of The Dice Unkind, Ross Rockefeller of Dice for Brains, and also did I mention that Ross and I are starting a new show called Table Talk with Victoria and Ross? We will answer all of your tabletop questions. We also have Travis McElroy of The Adventure Zone, My Brother, My Brother, Me, Schmanners, and a whole slew of other ones, and Adol Rafai of Hello from the Magic Tavern. Okay. It's time. The Broads have said farewell to Buckminster Eden and stay at the ruins in order to follow Bronley and Kenthar. They suspect the portal leads to the realm of shadow. But is this something they are ready for? Will they even know where to look, what to do? You're listening to The Broadswords. Starring Kristen Flemons as Yularis, the half-elf wizard witch. Yes, we require, we require baths and food and... Tracy Gibbons as Keela, the high elf bard. Uh, yeah, I'm okay with that. Bianca Zelda as May Pri, the tiefling barbarian. Were there any goats with us? And me, Victoria Rogers, your DM. In a tent on a hill sit two masked women, one a butterfly, the other a stag. It had been weeks since two Vramioni appeared abruptly on their village green in Erling with dire news from the Raven Queen. And now they were in a command tent with all of Rashomon's forces. 
it's good that Kenathar and Brom Lee were able to warn us, or I don't know if we would have been able to marshal our forces here in time. It was a surprise when they arrived. When they left this plane, I didn't expect they ever would return, but... Indeed. In fact, I... I would have had a hard time believing it if they had not brought back soldiers of the Raven Queen with them. That they did was a surprise to me as well, but... <laughs> Bronley and Kenathar have always had uh, their ways. I'm glad that Bronley is free, but I'm... But at what cost? We can't afford to hold back, Nintra. We are Rashemi. We never hold back. have said your farewells to Buckminster Eden and now stand in a desolate ruin, snow drifting about your feet. You have a half-baked plan. What do you do? Okay, we need to go in the portal, right? I mean, it's standing right there. We're right here. It seems to be the correct thing to do. Unless you guys want to brainstorm, I'm all for it. Just walking right in. No need to do a check to figure out if it's safe or not. I just trust us. Well, I, d- I don't know how we would check to see if the other side is safe or not. I think that is... You don't have any magical Interplanar checking abilities? Checking yeah, abilities? I trust you. You do lots of magical things. Just put your hand through uh, and kind of wiggle it and see what happens. We could try that, but I, I actually agree with Maypri on this point. Every every what? minute I know. Every <laughs> minute we dally is is another minute that their lives might be lost. Well Yulary's This is a rescue mission. While Yulary's is doing that, Keela's like sticking her arm into the portal and wiggling her fingers. There's nothing there for you to stick your arm in. Yeah, it's not it's Akila. Um Portals often need uh, activation that is, it, it seems to currently be inert. Well, I don't have much experience with portals. How often have you gone through a portal? Um, precisely never. Right, <laughs> right. So... But I read a lot. Alright, let's put your reading brain to work. Uh, Again, so like this is a rescue mission. We need to really pool our efforts and save these people that have put in so much time and effort into helping us. I like this is really important. So what what do we think that we can do to activate it? Can I make a roll for my very extensive reading uh, on how you would activate portals if I've come across anything? History or an arcana? Probably arcana, hey? I think it would be Arcana, but before before you make that roll, what what kind of books have you read? I mean, through my entire career of study. <laughs> mm-hmm. Goodness, like like regarding that sort of thing. Um, I think I would have read, um, you know, histories of like, you know. Histories of thought on the the planar system. I have actually encountered in a dream uh, somebody who was an interplanar traveler, and we had some conversations about that. But I think largely, sort of like you know, schools of thought on sort of the ordering of the cosmos and uh, and the planar systems in there. I don't think I've you know done super technical studies into interplanar travel. That hasn't been my focus, but. The idea isn't wouldn't be foreign to me. Give me a roll. Um, that is a seventeen plus five, so uh, twenty-two. 
Yeah, you know a lot about them. Uh, you, your your first initial instinct was correct. Um, portals that are stationary like this one tend to need keywords, key objects. It, they could be anything, really. Um, or th- there's spells, too. There, there are spells um, much higher level than you currently have. You don't quite have that experience yet to, to even attempt such a spell. But they do exist. So there, there are, are things that one can do to open portals, um, spells, incantations, uh, particular objects. I am not sure I have any of those things, however. Uh, hmm. I'm going to turn to the portal and, and look deep into it and say, open first in common, and then in Elvish. Open sesame? Nothing. Open <laughs> Nothing friend? happens. Open please. Oh, wait, I'll say friend in Elvish. It's <laughs> good. Can mm. I sort of, like, brush away the snow and debris surrounding the area and see if there's anything inscribed around the portal, any sort of incantations or, like, symbols... Yeah, give me uh, investigation. Eleven? You just see this this outline. And it's like a scorched mark in the ground. Something tells me that uh, open friend is not really the tone this portal might be going for. <laughs> Mipri's gonna kind of like scratch her head in frustration. Alright, so let's think though. Two, we assume two other people have just traveled into this portal. We know that, I mean, Kenneth R. and Bronley are well-educated uh, people, so they might have known the right spells, but they might have also brought the tools necessary with them in order to activate it. Do we think we possess these same tools? I, I mean, they're so much more advanced in their studies and... and- and what they do, I... Maybe they dropped something. Maybe they could have, like... They didn't want us following them, but maybe they would have left something behind. I... We could fan out and search, or... I can just cast random spells at it and see what <laughs> happens. I, uh, I'm gonna pass on the random spell one. Uh, let me just look a little bit closer. I'm gonna roll investigation. I don't know how successful. Mm, oh, 19. You find the exact same thing that Yelary's did. Scorched marks in the ground. These don't tell me what I'm wanting to know. Um, can I taste the scorch marks? Do they have a particular <laughs> pungent flavor to them? I'm gonna look uh, at Maypri as she bends down to lick the portal with uh, just the most disgust and confusion that I have had on my face for quite a while. Uh, What? I mean, I've solved mysteries like this before. Oh no, by all means, go ahead. It smells, or it tastes, like cold, dirty rock with a bit of ash. Mm, Okay, it tastes... It tastes normal. Nothing out of the ordinary. Well, this is stupid. Give me a minute. Let's, perhaps there are perhaps there are some spirits here who could who could help us or lead some insight. Tell us at least what they did to open the portal. Just just give me a minute, and I'm gonna sit down in the snow and I will wrap the cloak of many fashions around me and and concentrate on making it a big furry thing, extra warm. Because sitting on cold stone is deeply unpleasant. And um, I would like to focus and try and go into the quickening to see if there are any spirits lingering here. So I I sit down cross-legged uh, on the stone and sort of like make a little little snow seat for myself and uh, give one last long exhale and close my eyes and focus for a minute. And then when I open my eyes, the... Um, the world is sort of doubled. There's the regular world, and then there's sort of the iridescent um, shimmer of the ethereal plane on top of it. You see a few different spirits, two of which you you don't get any consciousness from. 
They're they're more just existing, and they're they're within the stone itself. They're old, aeons old, and and you get the impression that they're older than this ruin. They they belonged to the stone before this was built, and you don't feel that you would get any sort of answers from them. But there's there's one other spirit. It's old as well, but it's younger than the other two. And you can barely feel a awareness from it. But it is aware. You get the impression that it's sleepy. Very, very sleepy. Does it have sort of like a visual shape? Does it look like anything? Or... It is tied to a tree that is growing um, from between two rocks. It's a spindly tree. Uh, And it's got the vague shape of a humanoid, but it's also partially tree-like at this point. Spirit, have you been watching here? We seek to pass through this portal and right the wrongs that have been done here. Have you seen anything? Can you help us? We wish to stop those that disturb your slumber, so that you can return there undisturbed as soon as possible. Closed. Yes, closed. But others will return unless we seal it, and retrieve those who passed through. Please. She closed it. Who is she? The mistress of shadow. We have lost some native to this land through that portal. We wish to bring them home. Can you help us? Do it. And let us sleep. How do I do it? You know. Thank you. And I'll stand up and break. Break the concentration. (sighs) Well, um, not super helpful, but there is a very sleepy spirit over there who seems to think that we will never open this portal, but perhaps the Raven Queen might. Oh, uh, her again? This is, like, the second time that she's been mentioned by strangers. Hmm. Okay, I mean, I'm not keeping track. Mipri's gonna turn to Keela and kind of, like, nudge her lightly with her elbow. So, like, do you remember when we talked to the, uh, guy, uh, in the stronghold and he told you that you had a ring of teleportation? Do you think if you just, like, twisted the ring you could just teleport through the portal? And if I hold your hand you'd bring me with you? And I'm gonna look at Keela, you have what? Oh, right. Uh, I don't know where you were when we were going for a walk. We spent a excellent time exploring, we got to meet some interesting people, and we got to learn about the rings. You have a ring, too. We didn't learn about yours, though. I mean, we would have brought it with us if we could, but... Like, you didn't think this would maybe be relevant to mention just a little bit sooner? I'm mentioning it now. <sighs> all right, all right. Come here, you two. And I reach out and hold my hands out to my preannularies. I'll accept. I will huff and to take Keela's hand. My hand is, like, also kind of clammy and sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it's freezing cold, are you nervous? A little bit. <laughs> I'm about to try and 
go through a portal with a mysterious ring. I don't know where. I could just teleport to two feet away from here. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm a little nervous. <laughs> I'm going to, okay. while holding Keela's hand, look at her. Do you even know how to work this thing? Nope. Well, good. I love just standing in the cold holding hands. This is lovely. Yep, yeah, I'm having a good time. Um, now, you see, because you're holding my hands, I don't have any hands free. So I need one of you to, I don't know, twist the ring, talk to it, maybe read some poetry to it. I, whatever feels right to you. It's your yeah. ring, Keela. <laughs> I gotta reach out, like, very frustrated and, like, start twisting the ring. I'm assuming, I'm just gonna... Just, like, aggressively <laughs> yeah. turn it. Like, ugh! <laughs> Even though I feel ridiculous in this moment, I'm still going to close my eyes and try and visualize going through the portal. I'm going to imagine what I think it would look like if we were to just take a step and go right through it, and how the portal might change when it goes from closed to open. There is a moment of weightlessness as you pass through the fabric of the plains. Your senses go dark, and you are cocooned in the void. You can't breathe. You can't see, you can't hear, and this drags on for eternity. Awareness fades. You are nothing. There is a pulling sensation that jolts you back to consciousness. This way. Your thoughts are hazy, heavy, jumbled, as if waking from a deep sleep. This way. The pull is stronger, or maybe you're simply more aware of sensation now. You are moving. You travel forward, floating in your cocoon of emptiness, faster and faster, and as you pick up speed, your sense of self slams back into you, and everything comes back. War, portals, Rashomon, and Yelaris, your father. This way... Hello. I'm going to slip in here after that moment and tell you about our sponsors. Elderwood Academy make dice accessories that will make you gasp. Seriously, that's what I did when I saw their booth at Gen Con. You can get beautifully made wooden dice towers, rolling trays, hex dice boxes, and spell book game boxes. And you have the choice of their designs, or you can customize your own and choose your design, choose what kind of wood you want, choose what kind of leather you want. I have one of their hex boxes, and I adore it. I love it. I use it all the time. They have also sent us a spell book, and I think we're going to be doing a little bit of a giveaway for that one. And so maybe keep your ears open, keep your eyes peeled on social media, as we might have, well, maybe shortly have uh, an announcement about that. Go check them out at elderwoodacademy.com. 
And that brings us to Dice Dungeons. DiceDungeons.com was started by two friends who wanted to take their passion for tabletop gaming and create a unique shop for role-playing game accessories. At Dice Dungeons, you can find a variety of metal dice in a wide selection of colors. The dice come in traditional polyhedral sets as well as D6 and D10 sets for specialized systems. They also offer a line of portable cloth battle maps. Each map displays an iconic adventure location and has an inlaid grid for character movement. Visit DiceDungeons.com today and enter the code BROTSQUAD for 10% off your first purchase. You'll also get free shipping with any order over $50. Woo! Thank you. I, I have some really awesome purple dice that they gave me and um, I, I've been using them all the time. They make a really nice, loud, satisfying thump. And oh, oh, battle map i broke it out i broke it out and it was so much fun and everyone oohed and nod and it's really pretty it's got some nice colors actually it's like purples and blue and indigo it's gorgeous so yeah go check them out at dicedungeons.com Nithra of the Seven Rivers ducks out from her tent and stares down from her vantage point atop the command hill. She watches as the flames of the campfires flicker between the rows of soldier tents. War. It was here. The truce with Thay broken. But not all was as it seemed. Not since brothers Bronley and Kenethar had appeared in the village green of Erling with soldiers at the Shadow Queen at their side. The events in Storung had rippled across the plains gathering momentum. Hathryn Mesa had always walked a fine line between the ways of what was natural and the ways of their fallen sisters, the Durthan. And now she had finally paid for it. Everyone was paying for it. Nithra closes her eyes and weeps. Novik and Buckminster. It is night, there is rain, and it is falling in torrential downpour as you sit in front of a flickering fire surrounded by your fellow soldiers of the Rashemi army. Rows of tents surround you, and you wait for the morning. Battle comes. Oh, I miss my cloak. You know, if I... What? What happened to your cloak? Uh, well... Um, I lost it in battle. Um, Thank you for asking. Okay. Yeah, I was fighting uh, three ogres, and I used it to... Just three? Well, they were uh, of enormous size. They were the size of four regular ogres. Like, stacked on top of each other. And then, one of the ogres, I choked him with my cloak. But if I had that cloak now, oh, I would make such a waterproof cloak out of it. Mm. And so now... Little, what? Little cloak choke? Yeah. Got him so in a three. cloak choke. Yes, Novik. Could I just sit here and talk for one sec? Please, yeah. Novik. Yeah, go ahead. I'm trying to complain. 
Sorry, go ahead. Are you a prince? Yes, again. For the, yes, for like the eighth time. I'm a prince and I'm very wet and I'm tired and I'm cold and I'm bored. Let me kind of arc my body over you just to provide some shelter. Now my body will take the wetness. I don't mind this. It is intimate, um, but I'm comfortable with that if you are. Very comfortable. Okay. Yeah, I once lost a cousin, so I know how it goes with cloaks. I'm talking about my cloak, Novik. Sorry, of course. I just miss that cloak so much. I miss my cousin. Novik? I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. Novik, can I tell you something? No. Buckminster, Prince. I feel like a lot of times I listen to respond versus listening to understand. Does what? that make sense? I no. listen to respond versus listening to understand. I wait for someone's mouth to stop moving and I launch into whatever shit I've been planning to say. What are you talking about? Just trying to be emotionally vulnerable. Okay, well, um, I appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Cool. That's what, what my cousin would have said. Hey, Novik, you're Sorry. bringing the whole thing down. <laughs> Sorry. So... How about that battle tomorrow? Oh, my God. I don't want to talk about it. Okay. I'm just afraid that you're going to die, and then I'll be sad. Well, I wouldn't worry too much about that. If you can see as I flex my bicep, my bicep has abs. That's pretty good. Yeah. Each bicep has three abs. What are you going to be doing in battle? You going to be tearing shit up? Oh, you! I'll be moving so quickly and fighting so uh, just uh, voraciously that you probably won't even be able to see me. I'll be mm. so far ahead of you and moving so quickly. Uh, you probably, yeah, just you won't be able to see me. It'll be like mm, I'm not even there. Great. Oh, what a what a good companion to have in battle. Hey, do you want to work out some cool stuff beforehand in terms of like maybe you run up my back and like jump on someone, or I can throw you and you leave someone in twain. Stuff like that. Okay. No, thank you. Just no. a lot of times it's fun to, to kind of plan out some cool moves. I'd rather just feel yeah. it in the moment. Okay. You know? That's Why fair. plan it? Can we at least agree that uh, if we're attacked, we'll use a triangle defense? Okay, <laughs> I'm going to go to bed now. Well, I'll continue to arc my body over you, so... Yeah, you keep an eye out. You... Oh, yeah. And then when I wake up, just whatever that is, I'll take oh, the next and you'll shift. you your body over. Hmm, and then you can see. Hey, if uh, if I talk to myself, is that okay? Achoo! I better shut up. Achoo! What a nice guy. Can't wait to fight alongside him. And you stand in a circle, in what appears to be an inner sanctum, a ritual place, stone walls, tapestries, torches on the walls in black iron holders. This is a place of magic. You can feel it in the air around you. (gasps) Identify yourself. Just gonna like gasp as like I can breathe again and look around and who is speaking? A pale elf, masked in the upper half of her face, with that of a badger mask, dressed in black leathers, steps forward from her post. Three other guards, dressed similarly, train their bows <sighs> at you. Uh, I am. Yolari's Roaring Horn, we come from Rashomon, we come in peace, uh, we are from the Hathrin, and hello, where are we? Uh, Mipri's gonna sit up, really confused, and kind of look around, uh, upon seeing the bows trained on her, she will equally throw her hands up, like, oh, I'm, I'm not an enemy, my name is Mipri, I'm a friend. You, identify yourself. The elf says to you, Keela. I'm, I'm Keela. I'm an 
elf. I'm also from Rashomon. I'm also here with the Hathrin. Listen, we d- we really d- we didn't mean to come here. We there was a portal and we went through it. We're just we're trying to save our friends. We mean no harm to you. We've come only for our friends. You're expected. Oh, expected. Lovely. All right. This yeah. way. Is there anything to eat? Not worrisome at all. I'm a little bit hungry. I'll brush myself off. You know, I've got covered in a little bit of dirt, brought in some snow. I don't want to track in dirt into this nice ritual magical hall. I will follow. Yeah, me too. You are taken up the winding staircase to a grand hall. The black stone walls tower about 80 feet above you. Dim light filters through the stained glass windows, casting a mosaic-like pattern on the polished floor in a myriad of purple and rose hues. At the head of the hall is a throne upon a dais, flanked by guards, Seated on the throne is a female elf, a black mask of raven feathers covering the upper half of her pale visage. Like her guards, she wears armor. Hers is black, glistening in the candlelight. Yolaris, you would recognize it as mage armor. And so you are here, she says. As you enter. I will give my um, best aristocratic curtsy. Mipri will bow respectfully. Keela gives like a very short bow that's barely more than a head nod. Uh, greetings, um, your majesty. Uh, do you maybe know if you can help us? And Maypree's going to kind of side-eye her two friends. I shouldn't be the one to talk. This is scary. Yeah, I think Yularis is like, uh, uh, give him that, like, cut cut it out, simple. <laughs> I'm going to take a step forward and look into her eyes. And I am going to look at you very nervously as you do that. <laughs> Greetings. We thank you for your audience. We are not entirely sure how we arrived here. We went through a portal, and uh, here we are, but we are looking for our friends, and if you're able to offer us any insight, any assistance, we assure you we won't stay here any longer than we need to. We are at war, and it is fitting you are here to help, since you are partly responsible. And she looks directly at Yelaris. Uh, you stink of it. <laughs> oh no. I assume you are referring to the spirit that was unleashed recently? <laughs> and her laugh resounds throughout the hall, echoing around you. Because there is no one in this hall, this grand, massive hall, save for yourselves, her, and two guards behind her. Spirit. You are children, if that is what you think it was. A spirit. I will admit that we do not have full information on on what it was. If you could enlighten us, we would be most grateful. You dabbled in things you did not understand, and you have unleashed a god that is bound on destruction. And you tell me that you did not know what was going on. I am assailed in my own realm. I assure you, we did not know what was going on. Your assurances mean nothing. I mean, we were trying to help a friend... I do not care, for a single person has now endangered all of the realms, all of the planes. And she sits back. But my anger, perhaps, should not be on you, but of your betters, who created this mess. 
and on your father, Hilarius. You are not wrong, my lady, and for our part in this, I am sorry. I recognize that that is rather meaningless at this point, but we came seeking my father and his partner, the, the two that instigated the ritual which freed this god. Have you seen them? They, they hoped to undo the wrong that they had done, but I, I do not know if it has consumed them, if they have appeared, if they have been of any use whatsoever. I sent them home. You sent them home. And where is home? The material plane. Would they not have been of use to you in, in tracking and disposing, or at least containing, this god? This god has been very busy while your father slept. And his armies, its armies, now assemble on every realm, every plane. Your father oh. would be best suited to help his own. And, and does this god have a name that we might learn? I call it Betrayer. Cue frantic writing by all of us. It betrayed me. Long ago. Distant memories. And that is why I cannot be fully angry at you as some of the anger is directed within. It was my desire, my hubris, that formed it. Do I get any familiar vibes from this, uh, Raven Queen? You do. But... Okay. And I know where you're going with that. Um, but she's almost like yeah. the reverse. <laughs> okay. You said that we might be of use in combating this creature, this god's attacks in, in this realm and perhaps others. What, what do you imagine that we could do? We are admittedly left... Their armies march and will attack on the morning. Do we know what size these armies are? Thousands. Oh, okay. So, like, me fighting all of these people is probably not in our best interest. You will join our ranks. Oh, yeah, I don't mind that. I mean, it's the very least I can do to help you guys out. <laughs> May pre. <laughs> Just wants to help. <laughs> No sense of good or evil. I I can't speak for my companions, though. We I mean we are entangled in something a little bit deeper, but not deeper. And we we did set out to do a thing, and I can't stop them from doing that thing. Can I do an insight check on her to see if I believe that yeah. she sent Kenathar and Bronley home? Hmm. Ten. She seems honest enough. Uh, I mean, she. What would benefit her? How would it benefit her to lie? Um, particularly if if she is besieged, if they will be fighting. I just don't understand why she didn't take them to help as well. But I will. I will hold on to that. Well, remember, time has passed. Yeah, you're you're like a solid three, four weeks behind them. Oh, really? I thought it was, like, just about a week. No. Um, you were gone for about two weeks just with your excursion um, okay. with Cowan. Um, and, you know, it took you, like, four days to get even meet him by the time, and then it took you a couple days to even travel here, so it's been about three weeks. Okay. Oh, damn. I have a question. Where exactly are we right now? The realm of shadow. The shadow fell. Mm. And 
is our realm being attacked at the same time? Or is this realm being attacked first? She cocks her head and looks at you. There are no armies amassing along your borders? That is what Kenthar and Brownlee stated. We've heard some small rumors from a man that we ran into recently, but truly we haven't seen any evidence ourselves, and there's not really any alarms being raised in our realm. Then fine. Don't believe me. Don't believe the rumors. That matters not to me. You are here now, and you will fight. And what if we don't? Then you die. From... Keila, you're gonna scare her. Where do you plan on going? You are in my citadel, which is in my city, which is currently besieged by thousands of fiends. Where do you plan on going? I I have a ring that apparently lets me teleport places, so I, I'm just trying to see why I should stay. That is up to you, and I will not make that decision for you. But if you make that decision, you better make it now, because I do not have time for this tomfoolery. She gets up and walks out. Keila. You are going to get us all killed. And that is one thing when we are dealing with humans in the material plane, who, who most they can do is maybe some magic or punch you out. But here, the very queen of the Shadowfell? Do it, uh, yeah, I'm with you, Larrys. That's like the last person we want to piss off. That's why I said I was going to help her. She seems, you know, like she could use a helping hand. Jeez, all right, all right, I'll stay. Everybody just calm down. Bronley and Kennethar, you are in a small tent within the camp, preparing for the battle that will happen in the morn. I love this kind of thing. I'm very, very cozy. Um, and I'm hyper aware of Bromley's packing style. So usually when he turns around to grab something else, I swap stuff around in his bag and make sure it's a little organized better, easy to pull out. I'm probably making tea as well. I, you know, this is kind of it's the first time we've been able to get out of the house together in so long, and it's been such a like weird, fun trip already. So, and, and I tend to make the best out of any of the time I get to spend with, with Brahmi. So, yeah, I'm enjoying. <laughs> I know Bron Lee's packing situation is, <laughs> to say it diplomatically, frenetic. Especially since he hasn't done it in so long, he really hasn't left. Um, for so long, so he's just trying to toss everything inside of the packs because his thought is just in case right now because he doesn't want to lose anything because he just got it back and he is definitely overthinking mm-hmm. and constantly casting or attuning um, his armor as well because he is a uh, uh, he has arcano mechanical armor. And so he constantly is trying to attune it, making sure that's perfect as well, between frenetic tossing stuff in the packs. And you do look really good in the armor, so I'm glad that that is working out for you. Um, And, you know, we're also going to have access to scrolls and spellbooks and, you know, material components that we're probably going to need as we're going into battle, which is not really my thing to start off with. Some of this might be nervous energy for Kennethar, too. (laughs) I see some of the uh, nervous energy sort of emanating off of Kennethar. We're going to make it through this. I Yeah, we we will. I just... I feel like I am not suited for battlefields. I, I don't do well in these situations, typically. Well, sometimes especially in the battlefield, it isn't necessarily what you're able to do yourself. It's what you're able to help others do. Ooh. Well, that's a whole nother thing. 
What do you mean? Well, I mean, they'll be looking to us, right? They'll be looking to us, but they're trained too. Oh, they good. <laughs> they know what they need to do too. Okay, good, because I don't, and I worry that I would have us off doing really incorrect things, and on a battlefield, that means people tend to die, and I don't want that weighing on me, too. <laughs> anything you do, anything you do for Rashomon is the right thing to do. And he just gives you a giant hug and just embraces you. I'm all pressed up against the arm. I'm like, my <laughs> hands are on the neck clef of the... Just kind of, oh, this is nice. We're going to make it through this. I hope everyone does. This is a battle. This is a battle, Ked. People are going to die. There's well, no avoiding that. Hopefully just the other side, then. That's That's... That's definitely the plan, but as we all know, things don't necessarily go according to plan. Hmm. Well, it'll be somebody's plan. Thanks for joining us for the part one of our season finale. There are two more parts to this whole thing. This thing ended up being a monster. So the next episode will be up oh, October 6th. And if you are in the Kitchener-Waterloo of Ontario area, why don't you come down to SkyCon October 13th and 14th? We're having our first live show. We'll be joined by Daniel and Agatha of Asians Represent. See you next time. The most fun way to learn about new games is to listen to them get played. Every week on OneShot, James D'Amato brings you actual play recordings with a talented cast of improvisers, game designers, and other notable nerds. Each month features a new group trying a new system, exploring a wide variety of genres. The stories are self-contained, so you can jump in anywhere, and it's a great way to discover new games. Discover the magic of RPGs with OneShot on your favorite podcast app. Okay, all together. One, two, three. Yeah. Kinda. <laughs> we're we're kind of. I just snap instead of clap, and I feel so embarrassed. Well, you should be. It's a sound. <laughs> the Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.